Uh, welcome back, podcasts, to episode seven. In episode seven, Stephen and I discuss purpose. Topics include the importance of purpose to the individual for building resilience and momentum in one's life. I try to figure out, you know, is there a quick hack for discovering purpose? But as with most things important, I quickly found out that there is no easy fix. But there is a pretty straightforward way that one can start. The trick is to keep asking oneself and keep trying to connect to one's purpose. And that's discussed. Self-identity and the importance of it aligning with purpose is talked about before we move on to businesses. Energy, momentum, speedier decision-making, better decision-making, getting staff more involved and engaged. All of these things improve with a strong and meaningful purpose within your organization or within your team or within companies. I've thought a lot about some of the topics we covered. Some days, personally, I find it easier to feel connected to my purpose than other days. This helped me to see some of the issues better. I hope it helps you too. As always, any comments or questions, please get in touch with us at podcast at coachpro.online. Enjoy this episode. Here comes the cheesy music. So we've agreed that the main topic for today we're going to talk about is purpose. What is purpose? How do I find my purpose? There's a lot to talk about here. So for me, what I sometimes wonder on darker days is why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And I'm guessing this is linked to purpose, understanding. and it, Or if I have a purpose, a lot of these questions will be answered. Is that, is that what the advantage of having a purpose is? It makes sense of everything I'm, I'm supposed to be doing? Well, well, purpose gives you a kind of point to aim for. Uh, it gives you a reference point in which to sort of assess where you are and... There's great power and benefit from feeling you're doing something on purpose. There's a bigger reason for it. And, and purpose is linked to things like resilience, uh, momentum, uh, direction. Uh, it's great for mental health in terms of your sense of identity and living true to that. So it's, it's like a, a true north type thing um, if you've got that sense and connection to a purpose. And, and so it's particularly during these times where people are wondering what you know what is this all about where do I fit within this and what's my role and what am I supposed to be doing where's the value how do I make a difference all these things that people tend to want to do you know where do I fit within and all this that's what your sense of purpose um, gives you that sort of point of reference for your direction north star like that so it's your North Star. So it's good for momentum, it's good for mental health, it's good for resilience. So having a purpose is obviously a good thing. Uh, it's it makes such a difference. Uh, you know, it's a vital thing, yeah. Vital. Most most individuals, most teams, most businesses and uh, that I'll go on to see at the beginning don't have that either common sense of purpose or a defined sense of purpose or in some cases, any sense of purpose. What they've substituted it with is some objectives, some goals, some things to do, but it doesn't necessarily feel this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But in the absence of knowing what I'm supposed to be doing, better to be doing something. On a personal level, let's talk about company purposes later, but on a personal level, sometimes I feel that those people who who have a higher calling or have you know some sort of duty, even whether you know it's um, to God or to um, in the army, you know, the military. I'm, I sometimes envy their sense of purpose. Yeah, they've seen that they 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 know why they're here. So when so when I think of these people, I envy it because I feel that sometimes I don't have such a strong sense of purpose. I don't have such a strong North Star. You know, can I create my own sense of purpose like that? And there's, there's differing views on this. Um, you can take the holistic view that, you know, your purpose has already been 
set out for you. You're on a journey, you're on a path. That holistic view is that you're here for a defined purpose. But for others, they would rather define their purpose, find their purpose, and determine what that purpose is. So you can take the holistic view that it's set out for you, or you can take a more assertive position and say, I'm going to define what this is or discover for myself what that purpose could be or should be. So this idea of do you have a predefined path? Maybe. How do you discover it? Do things like astrology or the year you're born, you know, you've got the year of cats and dogs and monkeys or Uranus rising or, or all of these different types of things help you find it. Just just to sort of put where I'm at, I'm at on this, and it's yeah. everybody's open to their own their own position, but I'm open to all the kind of numerology, faith, all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm very open to that and some of it works for me more than others, but I'm open to it. But I'm not wedded okay. to it. Um, for me, it's I don't think it's cast in stone. I do think it gives you strong indication. And if you want to believe that that's what it is, then that's what it will be for you. I, I, I was brought up to believe that, and I wanted to believe this, that everything happens for a reason. Um, it kind of helped make a lot of bad things at least make sense and be put into perspective. Yeah. Struggled a bit more with the good things, um, but the bad things I really wanted to try and find uh, this has happened for a reason. There'll be good that comes from this. Yeah. You know, and I think during the, this time in particular, there's a lot of people who are strong enough to be saying there must be good even comes out of this. Appreciation of small things when the restrictions are safely lifted eventually that, you know, you'll maybe appreciate going for a coffee in a busy coffee shop in that atmosphere and everything else. So there will hopefully, that optimistic view that there will be good that comes out of things comes from that belief that everything happens for a reason. It, it keeps you kind of sane, gives you perspective. It, it holds you together a little bit better than just unravelling of, you know, ambiguous questions of why is this happening for me and why is this always happening? And, and at least it gives you that sort of amount of containment to say, even if I don't fully understand where this is headed, it will be heading there for a reason. So therefore, good could come out of this. That sense of purpose helps you hold it together because there may be bigger reasons beyond your understanding or current awareness that things can happen for a reason. Yeah, it's like a rational narrative type thing. We, we, we talked about a bit before about how you need to make sense of what you're feeling or what's happening around you, there is just something in, innate in all of us that we have to put in that rational story of this makes sense, this is happening for a reason. All right. Before we go down the faith and God route, let's kind of pull away from all of that now. Whether I have a predefined purpose or not, discovering it or developing it is pretty much one and the same thing. I would suggest. So me wanting to find out why am I here, whether it's finding out what the heavens or number gods had in store for me or me figuring out for myself what I need to do, it needs to be something big. For, for everything to make sense, it needs to be something meaningful. If I say I'm lacking a sense of purpose or I'm not connected to my sense of purpose, maybe it's a better way of then saying it. What are some of the things I should start to ask myself to get that connection back or to discover it or to reconnect with it? Well, I think it's like anything, Warren. When, when you don't know for sure, then shape something. You know, there's, there's a saying that if you're in a boat and there is no wind, then start rowing. You know, if you don't know what your sense of purpose is, start creating a sense of purpose. Don't go looking for it externally. You'll find it more internally. And that's the things that work for you. And if you understand the, the value in having a purpose, it's in greater momentum, greater resilience. There's a difference between being big enough and being meaningful enough. Sometimes we, we get caught up in really big things that actually don't have a great deal of mean, meaning. And sometimes some of the smallest things have some of the biggest thing, biggest sense of meaning. It's about meaning rather than, than, than size. 
So it's the, that, that connection to something as the meaning that it has to you. If it has no meaning, then it doesn't matter how big it is. You know, and certainly you see this with people who've been told what their vision or goals or purpose needs to be. And it's big and exciting, but they don't have any connection to it because it holds no meaning. Yeah. Um, and you can see this with companies. However, it's about creating that. And it's how do you find the things that give you that resilience, that momentum, that sense of meaning. And that's really just being honest with yourself and saying, well, what works for me? You know, what gives me that? What do I enjoy? What, what do I get a buzz out of? What, what makes me feel that I'm, I'm making a difference? I'm doing something that mattered to me. Um, because it doesn't really matter how much it means to other people if it means nothing to you. And what a lot of people look for, unfortunately, when they look externally, is they look at other people with purpose. And you're right, you look at other people and you say, I can see the difference in you. Why don't I try your jacket on for size? Why don't I try your purpose? And then they're disappointed because it doesn't necessarily have the same meaning to them. Yeah. So they don't get the same uh, feeling back from it. They don't get the same return. And so they think, well, I need to find someone else. And they want to join some other tribe or group or cause. And they're there and they'll be shouting and they'll be participating. But there's a bit inside of them not really knowing why they're there. I get what you're saying, because if you see somebody, and we've all seen them, these people with, with, who know what they want, who know what they're about, and there is, again, some envy of them. You know, they, they, they're they they're so together, you know, it's like an off-the-peg seat. If I just take that, would I look in, in as handsome as, as that model? No, of course not, because it doesn't suit you. It's not made for you. This guy's just made it look good because it works for him. So how do I uncover it how do you have that honest discussion with yourself because it can get quite flippant you know what do I like to do it sounds like a really easy thing to do but the moment you sit down in a quiet room with a piece of paper you know you end up just sort of saying yeah saving the world or family you know you're going to get quite cliche quite quickly so how do you start uncovering then how do you start that honest conversation that in honest internal dialogue with yourself yeah i mean look going inside with your questions is always far more difficult than questioning other people and yeah. um, it's, it's never as comfortable but and, it, and it's not necessarily a quick process but it's something that requires a bit of practice and discipline because it's something you should never stop doing but what is a really and it's not necessarily the the task that gives you the enjoyment it's the purpose within that task it's that it's the meaning that it has what do i really want to be doing if, if i liken this to mental health for instance perfect mental health is having that clear sense of identity of who you are and then living true to it so if you've got an identity of you're a nice guy then for you to be in perfect mental health, you just need to do what a nice guy would do, say what a nice guy would say, behave in a way that a nice guy would, and you'll be in perfect mental health. And in some level, you're living on purpose because at that moment, your purpose is to be a nice guy. But sometimes you might be a little bit overly critical or a bit dismissive or a bit flippant or a bit harsh with somebody which means you're not living the way a nice guy would. And you'll feel uncomfortable because you're slightly disconnected from who you really are and, you, and it wouldn't feel right. So as a nice guy, what you would then do is probably go back and apologize because that's what a nice guy would do. And therefore that would bring you back into alignment. And then again, you're connected with your purpose. Now, no one else maybe have felt any different about it, but you'll feel I'm back to who I am. I'm feeling like myself again. Yeah. And that, in essence, is what mental health is about. And, and it's where depression can kick in, is where people don't have that sense of identity or purpose. And therefore, they're trying things on for signs. So they try and be really nice at one point. They get taken advantage of. So the next time they're kind of cold and, and distant from people, that then makes them feel lonely. So then they flip to the other side. 
and they have this kind of bipolar approach. And then you get the others who will, for not having their own sense of purpose or identity, feel they have to take on board the identity or purpose that other people give them. So you get, you know, comedians, rock stars, who, you know, you're a comedian, so you, you'll find this funny. You'll always see the funny side. And so comedians get trapped under this identity and purpose that people give them that they're all supposed to see it funny, which is why most comedians will suffer from depression because they become trapped in that persona and they'll either rebel against it, as, as we've seen people do, or they become absolutely suffocated by it. And so that sense of purpose is also linked to your sense of identity. Now, if you're not sure of that sense of identity, then when I'm working with people, what I ask them to do is to stretch forward to that future self-identity. What person do you want to become? What person do you want to be? And start living true to that now, as opposed to substituting that sense of identity with things that you gather, the title, the car, the house, the status, women and, and, and men now as well who get the baby blues. You know, they've went from being a husband or wife or partner to all of a sudden becoming a parent. And they think, I need to take this identity of being a parent. So what is a parent supposed to do? And, and they, you know, and then they refer to their, their own parents or other parents they admire. And, and they lose that sense of connection to identity and their own purpose. And that's where the depression will start to kick in. So the sense of identity and purpose are linked or sense of identity comes from having that purpose? It's important that they're linked because if, if you define that's my purpose, but you don't think you're someone who can live to that, then you'll have no connection to it. Again, if I'm trying to dis to discover, highlight, connect to my purpose, one way I can do it then is to really understand who I am, my sense, my own personal sense of of what I want to be doing, of how I want to be living, and that idea of being if five years in the future. I think this was an exercise I did with you years ago. This going through the airport. And we use it at home. I mean, this is one of the things that when we when we decided to move, we genuinely sort of said, how do we, we want our house to look like? You know, how do we want our home to be? Who, what type of people would we want to be our friend? How would we want, you know, what sort of atmosphere did we want? And it was quite good to come up with that shared sense of ideas for our, our home. Um, this would actually be what we, this, this would be how we feel we should be living. Yeah, and, and look, that's why, I, you know, I, I will come at things from a coaching perspective um, as often as I possibly can because that's where the power is. And, you know, it, it's sometimes difficult for people to say, who am I? Because what they do is they look all into the past and then they try and connect it to the present. And that can be emotionally difficult. There's a lot of barriers. There's a lot of mixed stuff in there. Some bits you like, some bits you don't, and all that kind of stuff. And and, and also then you're allowing your past to define, you know, where you are just now, which will then define where you're going. What I love so much about coaching is that that's, that's that future focus. It's that goals, it's that aims, it's that ability to say, well, look, you know, you and I meet in the airport in five years' time, you know, and you've got a big grin in your face and you say you're not going to believe what I'm doing now. What would that look like? You know, what would you then go on to describe? And by pushing things out that, period of time ahead what you're doing is you're giving yourself a runway uh, of which you can it's far enough away for you to paint a picture that doesn't need to be defined by today it can be the picture that you just want it to be in the future and allowing that sort of disconnect from reality to create a new reality a fresh picture rather than just another version of the picture you already have people who go through interviews and there's that sort of question unfortunately that's dismissed by so many people where do you see yourself in five years and unfortunately that question is asked with such little enthusiasm and it's received with the same level of little enthusiasm that people go yeah what am I supposed to say I want your job you know and it's a kind of 
I know why you're asking me the question, what is the answer you want? Whereas from a coaching perspective, it's where do you really want to be in five years? If we were to meet in an airport five years' time and you're just beaming, you're glowing, you're super confident, loving life, what would you then go on to describe? And it's helping create that future state, which then becomes a reference point it's a future sense of identity. It's, it gives everything you're doing that purpose because you're saying, well, so what can you do now and how can you do it in a way that starts to take you towards that? Yeah. So this sense of ID, if, if you're finding it difficult to define what your purpose is, this sense of who you are and what you want to be doing in, in five years' time is, is, a strong, is a strong version of that North Star. Purpose, purpose is about the meaning. We, we, we've talked about vision, we'll cover vision, uh, and that's about impact. Purpose is the meaning. It's the reason why you do what you do. It's, you know, the meaning that it has to you. Yeah. That, that, that's why it's so important, because it, it gives not just a, a connection to somewhere I will get to, it's something that gives you meaning now. It gives fresh, bigger more positive meaning for everything that you're doing at the moment is that bigger connection to something in the future. So when I'm talking to companies and it's how does this look for you in five years time and then we'll break it out into the different stakeholder groups. Actually, that's more the idea and that is a little too tangible because what how you're saying it, if I understand that purpose, that may change then. I may, it may not be that I've got, you know, these 200 customers out of the top thousand. It may be 20 customers or 2 billion customers. That isn't, that doesn't matter. It's the purpose, which is the North Star. This, this, this ID could be four or five, you know, it could be a million different versions, but as long as it's true to the, to my North Star purpose, that's how I'm taking that. Yeah, it, it helps you protect that identity because you're doing things on purpose. It's it's then that feeling of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. This is me being me. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You've been encouraged to you know, do whatever it takes to get by, which sometimes means that we act in a particular role, you know, and it was called a role. Um, so we act that role. We... We pretend, we carry it off, we do whatever it takes, whatever you want me to be, I'll be, uh, all those types of things. And and you can get so far with that, but that's not you living on purpose. That's not you being you. you know, I, I've been asked by a number of people, how would I define success? And, and success is not the result you produce. It's the result you produce by being you. you know, otherwise, it's just a really good result. But the success comes when it was achieved by you being you. Well, so if you're sitting across from from a 20-year-old, if you're sitting across from a 40-year-old, if you're sitting across from a 60-year-old, whether they've had it in the past or they haven't got it now, but they just say, at the moment, I don't feel my purpose. I don't feel I have a purpose. How would you start the conversation with them to help them find and reconnect? Well, it's all about the questions. It's so, what do you love? What matters to you? You know, what do you enjoy most? What makes you smile? What makes you laugh? What gives you a buzz? What would you do if, you know, what would get you up at four in the morning to go and fly somewhere to do it? You know, if you, you know, or if you go into a newsagent's and you could just lift any magazine for a long train journey, what would you buy it on? You know, what would you invest that time to read? What would not feel like work anymore? You know, what would make you laugh if you had to describe it? Yeah. And that range of questions, because if you're no longer connected to a purpose that you had before, you no longer have a purpose. So it's a clean sheet of paper, so create a new purpose. And if it turns out to be the same or an updated version of what you had before, fantastic. Okay. But connect to something. I don't really care what floats people's boat, but I really care passionately to get the boat in the water and it floats. Yes. Not just standing on the shore watching other people sail past. Okay. And if you put the work into finding it, you'll find it. And you might end up with a small boat to begin with and build up from there. 
But that connection to a purpose, whether it is the purpose or not, connection to a sense of purpose might be that step, step, step that helps people get to where they really want to get to. And maybe life's journey is to continually redefine that purpose if you're successful. It's a bit like people who are very good at setting goals. The issue that they get is they need to keep resetting goals because if you always, if you have the ability to catch every bus that you run for, you're then going to have to chase more buses, which why a lot of people make sure they don't catch the bus they run for because they know they're just going to have to reset another goal. So they, what, yeah, what, are, they going to, what are they going to do then? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so what they do is they, instead of having goals, they have a dream because they have no intention of running for it. They just want to have it out there as a bit of escapism in their mind because they have no intention of actually achieving it. Because they know if they achieve that, there's probably a goal on the other side of it to go for. So purpose, sense of ID, you can do them yourself. You have to do them yourself. This isn't something that anyone else gives to you. You have to deep, deep into your soul or look clearly into the mirror and come out with, these are things that make me happy. These are things that, these, these give my life meaning. Yeah, and, and look, there's a, there's a little bit as well where there are some people who are maybe not as imaginative about the future. They've maybe went through their whole life never really having a plan or things to aim for. Things have just kind of happened. And so to say to them, what does five years look like? It's a kind of redundant question because they really don't have that ability or that confidence to think forward. But what they can do, what you can do is say, well, these things that have happened to you, why might they have happened to you? What could the purpose be that you've had to go through what you've gone through or you've experienced what you've experienced or you've gathered what you've gathered? What could be a fantastic meaning for that? You know, you and I have talked about the three boxes before and getting into that because of box. Yeah. You know, what can I now do because of what I've experienced? And, and what you're doing then is, connecting what you've gone through to a purpose. Yes. Even if you're not sure what that purpose is yet, what you're saying is it has purpose rather than it was just something to get through. And particularly what we're going through at the moment, there's still a lot of people who are just getting through this, where there are others who are holding it together stronger because they're trying to connect. There must be a purpose for this. I want to create a purpose for this. There's bits of this I don't want to forget. You know, it was described to me by a client last week, a big property company in London, who, who, who described this as being like a rose. There's a stem with thorns on it. There's a lot of pain involved in this. But there's some beautiful buds that could blossom into something. Yeah. So there, there can be purpose in anything if you can look for that purpose. But there are also some things that are very difficult to find purpose in, and I do always respect that. So I think that comes back to then the importance of a purpose. And you said earlier, resilience, that if you can look at this, this particular bad time, whatever bad time is going to happen and always manage to say, there must be, there is some, there must be some good that come out of this, which links me to my, to my purpose. That is going to give you more resilience. You are going to look at it differently. And, and you do see it. I mean, I talk to different businesses and some of them are just giving up. You know, just, or they're not giving up. They're, to, to use the box, they're saying, what can I do? Yeah, there's a global pandemic. Everyone's at home. And then you, you talk to another business a couple of hours later and just what you just said, they're saying, yep, we're going to use this for our advantage. We, we're having to learn things we've never dreamt of learning before. You wonder where that, that attitude comes from. It comes from being connected to something bigger. So they, they're able to rationalize it differently. And you did it in our, um, which which we talked about in our first podcast, when you said how you looked at it. You said, oh, this will give me an opportunity to reconnect with hundreds of other people I've never done before. And you know, when we spoke, you'd contacted over like 200 people in about four weeks or something crazy like that. And which fits in with your purpose of you know, wanting to help as many people as you possibly can. But this, so this it allowed it in a different way. And, and, and this is an important point, as I mentioned about that Life Paths book before, that you will learn about the posit on the positive or the negative. You can also, and a lot of the time subconsciously, put a negative purpose to think. You know, you can look at something that's disappointing 
and, and define its purpose as being to tell you to not be ambitious, to tell you to get back in your box, to tell you that big things aren't for people like you. You could put a negative purpose on things to make yourself a victim. You know, it doesn't happen for people who come from the background you come from. And I genuinely get to do things that someone with my background shouldn't get to do. So if I'd believed that every disappointment, because there were plenty of them, was to remind me to get back into my box, um, then I would have been giving a, a restricting purpose to everything. So, yeah, you know, there's a great, if I did everything I was qualified to do, I'd still be pushing a broom. You know, I think this is, is, is that type of thing, isn't it? Instead of, and I think you know, Richard Brand says, yeah, you always say yes and then figure out afterwards. That is a mindset, isn't it, then? Is, and, that, and what you're saying is a, a strong positive purpose and helps you take any knockback as this is something to learn from. Yeah, look, the, the mindset and everything is really important. And I don't just spend all my time understanding positive mindset and, you know, ambitious mindset. There's a subconscious mindset that kicks in anyway. It's, it's a bit like influence. People think that they need to do something to influence something. Well, actually, by doing nothing, you're also influencing as well. You're just not influencing in the way that you want it to go. It's the same with your mindset. If you don't develop a positive mindset, the negative mindset kicks in anyway. It does it all by itself. If you don't, it takes effort to plant flowers. Weeds grow all on their own. And just because you don't create a positive purpose to something, it doesn't just sit still. It sort of drifts into the negative purpose. Because if it's not a positive purpose, it must be a negative purpose. And your subconscious, nine times more powerful than your conscious mind, will just not differentiate between good and bad, right, wrong, strong, weak, positive or negative. It will just follow process. So if you don't define that it's a positive thing, it will drift into being a negative thing. It never sits in the middle. So the mindset of creating purpose is really important because otherwise, even by saying this has no purpose, puts it in a negative place. Now, you don't need to nail what the purpose is, but at least be asking, what well, could it be? Yeah, that's, I think that's the thing. So North Star, it's, a direct, it's directive, isn't it? If you've got that for a purpose, if you can't exactly um, draw every element of a North Star, but you can still follow it is what I'm taking. I think maybe the original question of how do you define a purpose? It's like, how do you have a mission statement written on your mirror? I am, you know, this is what I'm on God's earth for. Yeah, this is this is my predefined purpose and mission for it doesn't need to be that. That needs to be a positive force for good, positive meaning for you, which fits in with your own personal sense of identity. And that feeling of you've got to keep it alive and positive, okay, is something I should be something I should be thinking about now. Well, without that, no, that sense of direction, you end up going round in circles. Yeah. And that and that's when you burn out, and uh, you know because you'll burn a hole in the page, and, and that's 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 that lack of direction. And even if it's, you know objectives or goals or vision or up to a level of purpose, um, that's just going to determine your level of momentum, your resilience to overcome things, your ability to recalibrate, to you know replot that path of where you're going. Yeah. Um, but feeling that it's you and not feeling that you're having to pretend to be someone else doing it because that's not you on your path that's you just treading someone else yeah ideally you'd want a purpose if at today or you can muster a goal take goals but you know work work keep trying to work up but have something positive to focus on is the minimum thing but work do the work on yourself with yourself or with with a coach to get you to understanding a better clearer sense of purpose which is much more longer term yeah look have the have the question about your purpose yeah. and hold on to that question just because you don't have an answer today doesn't mean to say it's the wrong question it's maybe just a question that's bigger than today yes and, but hang on to that question 
Otherwise, you might not know if the goals you're setting are actually the right goals just because they're a goal or someone else's goal. It's, it's important that you hang on to the question long enough to develop a sense, rather than a definite picture, but a sense. You know, if you want to do good, then there's a sense of purpose. All you need to do is live true to that. You know, how do I deal with this situation in a way that I'm doing good, that I'm making a difference or making it better? And then over time, you can start to put the pixels in that picture as to what that would actually look like for you. And then challenge yourself, is, is there a bigger sense of purpose? And gather together even with others who've got a common sense of purpose, those people who share similar or aligned um, identity and, and difference that they want to make and it has that same level of meaning to them. Because then you can bounce off other people similarly. Otherwise, you're going to end up finding people who will, bouncing off them just chips away at you because they don't have it, so they don't recognise when you have it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels hard to grab a, a, a hold on. I guess if it was really easy, then we'd all be walking around with one. So I think from the from the personal side, this is an ongoing, almost internal dialogue, which is, I use dialogue on purpose, you know, that internal questioning and answering to yourself rather than a monologue. What you've just said is, this can be a continuous questioning. And even if you don't have a clear answer today, that's okay. It will become clearer if you keep asking yourself better questions and the right questions over time. So that's good. So that gives me, it, it's not a, a pass or fail. So that's important. But when we talk about, let's go to talk about companies, which we touched on. So when we think about companies that we love, we always hear that they've got a strong sense of purpose. So Apple is always the one that everyone uses and Google as well to, 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 a, to a strong degree. But these huge big companies and Elon Musk, you know, they have these massive purposes. And so many companies I've worked for or visited or had meetings in, they'll have these big statements written on their walls with values and, and, and this. But you know that it was simply... Um, a designing exercise, you know, almost a wall painting exercise, which are well-intentioned. You could tell they wanted to do the right thing, but they, 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 missed, they missed the mark. How does a company go about helping to understand and define its own purpose? Well, again, that's about, you know, having that sense of meaning and as a business, what it, the difference that it wants to make, the impact that it wants to have, the culture that it wants to foster, how it wants to be seen in the wider society, all those things that could be beyond just shareholder value, uh, just performance measures. Although the ones with the greater sense of purpose tend to have greater shareholder value. Exactly. And those two things go hand in hand. I mean, you don't have purpose at a cost. You enjoy the cost of not having a purpose. Um, you know, with, with purpose, you tend to have an awful lot more meaningful returns and a whole number of areas. But it's the same with, you know, vision statements, mission statements and all these things that companies have, which, you know, are either nailed to the wall or, or, in, or in the third drawer somewhere. And yeah, yeah, I'm sure we've got one of those, but well, can you tell me what it is? Well, give me a minute to think. Or wait a minute, I think I've got it in this folder here. And what you've got is sometimes a really good statement, well-designed words, well-crafted, um, but there is no emotional connection to it. Therefore, there's no meaning towards it. And, and this is the thing about you know, purpose. You can have an agreed purpose, a common sense of purpose, but that meaning then can be for everybody. Yeah. But not the same meaning. It's an individual meaning. So the... The, the great stuff that Simon Sinek's been doing, I sometimes think it's recently and then I find out it's just because I've just found it. It's been around <laughs> for a while. But, you know, the, he will talk about, the, you know, the, the what, the why and the how and, you know, start with the why is his kind of thing. I, I, I love the stuff that he does because he takes stuff that's been around for a long time and puts a bit of a spin on it. Um, however, I do think there's a bit more to that than is put across and, it's more not just about the why, which is where the motivation sits. It's the belief 
that sits underneath the why. Yeah. It's that belief system. If there's no belief in the purpose, then the purpose just becomes a set of words. Yeah. So the the, the famous example, I think, Simon uh, or Mr. Sig, because I'm not a buddy of his, uses is about, you know, apples. Why is, I think it's challenging the status quo. And eventually it's, and, but we, and we happen to make you know, iPhones or and computers, et cetera, which is great. And because obviously it's such a successful company, it's really easy to buy into. And there's, I remember the ads, which, which demonstrated that. So there is this belief that they are something different, that, that they are challenging the status quo. Another one I saw, I think it was Johnson & Johnson. They had um, one of their baby powders could have been tampered with. And they did a very costly exercise of just pulling everything off. And for them, they said it was really easy because it was always about the customer's care. That, that's, what, that's our belief. So it wasn't a hard decision. It was a really quick decision for everyone to make. There are some of these large, successful companies which have managed to drill this sense of identity, that belief in, in our why through the business, and therefore they've been successful. And there are some companies who will have got to a degree of success without that true why. Is it possible to go into them and give them a sense of why, to help them develop their own sense of why? Or if you weren't set up with that why, you're, you're, you know, you're screwed, you're in all sorts of trouble. But you, you can operate to various levels, you know, and if you go on the sort of from the bottom up of continuing to do what you've always done to the next is have the a set objectives, which is a, gives you a bit more, or you can go above that and really set goals, which is more, or you can develop a vision, which is more than that, or you can really get to a sense of purpose of what you believe you're there to do. Um, so you can operate at various levels. And most businesses... Go through, most those, bus- levels, go through those levels again. I'm going to write them down, sorry. So you can, you can run a business successfully on objectives, yeah. which is knowing what you need to do and knowing how to get there. You can upgrade and get more momentum by running your business gen- on genuine goals, which is knowing what you want it to look like, but not knowing how you're going to get there, because that gives that excitement and that energy to do things. Or you can get to a level of vision, which is not actually knowing what it's going to look like and having a clue how you're going to get there, but it's massive on impact. You know the impact that you want it to have. Or you can get to that other level, which is about your purpose and what you, which is driven by what you genuinely believe in. Now, you can have success at various levels. You can have business at various levels. And most businesses that I will go into are not operating with a sense of purpose or a vision. And an awful lot of them actually not with goals, although they think they are. But they're running on objectives because they can tell you exactly what they need to do to get there. Exactly. And so the momentum that they're getting from that is a lower level momentum, but it's meeting shareholder expectation. Yeah. Which is why, you know, we have a world of entrepreneurial, inventive, disruptive startups because they're coming in with vision and they get to make a disproportionate splash on things because they've got that momentum. They might not necessarily be anywhere near as good as the traditional businesses that are already in that marketplace, but what they're bringing is momentum. And so the actually what you're operating at, the level you're operating at, and understanding what that level is, and understanding where to get to the next level, um, is where there's great opportunity. Because you don't, all, you don't need to, you know, there are, there are inventive, passionate people who, will start with purpose and then need to work their way down to build in structure through goals and objectives. There are others who are very structure-orientated. They've got the objectives and the goals, and it's then how do you help them increase that into a vision and then you know yeah. that connection to a sense of purpose. The direction of travel is variable. The importance to have all these things connected up. If you have that purpose as your, you know, that light bulb and the cable has to be you know, complete all the way down to the socket in the wall. Any breaks in that cable, nothing's going to light up. But also you can have all the cable in the world, but if you don't have a light bulb at the end of it, all you've got is cable. So it's 
the opportunity is there and you can do it. It's not something that you either have or you don't have. It's something you can develop, but it's also something you must protect. You know, if you think of some of the most powerful businesses today got there because they communicated a sense of purpose, but some of those businesses are now being questioned as, was, is that your genuine purpose? You know, there's, there's suspicion, there's questions, there's, are you living true to that purpose? Yeah. Or did you use that message of a purpose to kind of get everyone to engage? Yeah. But now we're getting closer and you're getting bigger. Do you know how to protect that purpose or redefine that purpose? Because maybe you've outgrown that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a marketing message or is it, is it a true North Star? That makes yeah. sense. Are you saying you're a good person because you're a good person or are you saying you're a good person because it's going to make you popular? Yeah. So if you've got a strong enough sense of purpose as a company or as a person, it allows you to navigate tough times easier, tough, make tougher decisions more quickly because it's clear and obvious what you should be, what you should be doing because this is who we are, this is what we do. The impact this has on other things, we will deal with. But what is the non-negotiable is that this is this is who we are. This is what we do. Th- th- this is what we stand for. So, I like talking to people who need the yeah who already have that big vision and they have some purpose and they want to disrupt the world. And I know you love people with 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 this as well. But a lot of the time, you're going to get asked to come in and help those companies who have lovely sets of goals and, and performance data and KPIs and OKRs and all the other things that the that, that, that businesses have. However, you said they've, they've got a very small cable to a very small light bulb to badly mess up your, 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 your analogy. And actually, they realize that if they can see what they need to do, when the landscape changes, they're, they're gonna, it's not going to be enough. So they want, they understand that they need a vision to make their company more attractive and resilient. They need a purpose to make it long-lasting and, and strong and give momentum and, again, attract the type of people that they want to attract. How do you go if you're a, a business leader or a team leader or a member of a management team when you feel that the vision is just a painting on the wall or you said something in the um, induction handouts, which are now in the bottom drawer. How do I start to add vision and purpose to my team or my organisation, which is currently very goal-driven? You know, whether they're goal-driven or mainly objective-driven, if that is the, if that's the extent of the cable only goes that far, then they're not connecting to the light bulb at all. You've got to, first of all, remind them there's a light bulb. Remember why we're here. Remember why we're doing this. Remember the impact we're aiming to have. Remember the difference we make, you know, and, and helping them reconnect, first of all, to what the purpose is. Because if it's just that thing in the wall that everybody walks past every day and no longer looks at it, they're not even seeing it. Therefore, if you can't see it, you can't then put meaning to it. And you can't put meaning to something that you can't see. So you first of all got to help people reconnect with that of remembering why we're here. I, um, you know, I, I do a lot within the re- recruitment sector, as you know, and the amount of people who, you know, are having five, 10, 15-year careers who you sit across from and you say, why do you do what you do? And a lot of them are doing it to hit this quarter's quota and not to help change people's lives you know, help people discover new countries, to help people develop and grow as individuals, to help businesses find the, I mean, they'll say we'll help businesses find the best talent. Is that, how connected are you to that when you're picking up that phone, sending that email, or going through that system to find a candidate or risk and go and finding someone who might not be initially keen on that kind of move? If you're connected, you're saying with Johnson & Johnson, then, well, if you're a recruiter, are you going to be able to make that immediate decision really quickly of, I need to give you some feedback that I know you're not going to want to hear, that you might not like me giving this feedback, but this feedback that's going to be hugely valuable to you? Yeah. Would you take that commercial risk because it's a no-brainer? 
Because if you're living to your purpose, you're there to make that difference. So it's about reminding people why we do what we do, reminding your teams why we do what we do, and putting that into practice, what that actually looks like. Yeah. Because that, without that connection, there is no meaning. This is a, maybe this is too practical a question, but I love that idea of that reconnection, and and I know this myself from from forgetting why you were doing something and just thinking about how we're going to get to the target this month, you know. And the moment you have that bigger connection, you'll find other things to do, which maybe won't hit the target, but will have a longer lasting effect positively on the business if I want to reconnect to that bigger goal, is this about, you know, do you sit down with the, with, with the C-suite and just say, guys, you've forgotten why you're here. And then once they understand it, it cascades down through the organization because they're reminding and, 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 and instilling this into their teams. Or is this a much more of a collective effort? Because the purpose of a, of a business isn't, necessarily defined by the the group of people at the top it's actually what everyone who's currently in the business believes it is well well, first of all it's it's not about saying to people you've forgotten why you're here because if they're already there they've got reasons for being there it's just the objective reasons the goal level reasons there's not the purpose level reasons Okay. So the, the best way to identify that within yourself or within a business is to say, well, why are you here? Why do you do what you do? And when you hear yourself actually explaining, I'm here, I'm, why do I do what I do? Because I need to do something. Um, or haven't thought of anything else. Or we, because we've done this for 20 years. Or, you know, because we need to keep competing with others or because we can't let anybody else win or that's why we do what we do. Because if we don't, someone else is going to. So it's not that people don't have a reason why. Because as soon as you say you've forgotten why you're here, then the immediate answer is no, I haven't. But it's not that they don't have a reason why they're there. It's the reasons that they're working on are lower level reasons. Yes, they're not big enough. They're not sexy enough. They're not. But but you've got some you've got a base to then say well why else are you here, and allow the sort of charm to come out first of all of all the mundane front of mind reasons to then say well why else are you here, and then moving the question and this is a great thing about coaching is that forward looking question of well why could you be here, what could be the reason what could be the sense of purpose, because maybe that purpose you had before the reason you've disconnected from it is there's no great power in that bulb anymore. So what what could be the reason why you're here? And certainly as we go through this global changing environment and this situation we're going through, we're going to have to redefine that purpose. Yeah. Most businesses are going to have to redefine that purpose. Take the travel industry, for instance. They're going to have to redefine that purpose. You know, redefine the purpose of having an office, redefine that purpose of going into work, redefine that purpose of going on a plane. Yes. So purposes have their life. They have a shelf life. And that disconnection may be that you've lost connection to it. It may just be that the bulb's gone out. So it's re-energizing that and reconnecting, redefining, or even recreating the purpose, a future-based purpose, not even just a today, the purpose going forward, because that's got longer life in it. That's great. I like that. So in, in my head, I'm, I'm thinking about this in different situations I've been in the past, you know, and, and you're sitting there with a the management team and you, and you sometimes can do this to reinvigorate them, especially if it's a new team and you're all coming together or something big has happened and you need to remind everyone again of we've been down in the trenches, we've been doing the, the boring stuff, but actually once in a while we need to remind ourselves, come on, look up, there is a better reason. That, and that's normal, I think, and, that can be, and that's okay. But you can also do this for your team within an organization, as you said, is why we all here are, you know, I want to pay the mortgage and I, and I need a job and I want to go on holiday, which are all absolutely fine, as you're saying, good reasons. However, if it's also, I know I'm helping people. So in, in terms of recruitment, I remember one really impactful thing. So I'm a sales guy, you know, it's all about number, get the numbers, get the numbers. And then we had an event once 
where for the, one of the first times we, we hired a hall, it was in the last big uh, recession and lots of people were looking for work. And we did this free event where employers could come who had jobs because everyone was saying there's no jobs out there. We had uh, you know, loads of employers who had jobs in the Netherlands and a load of people who needed jobs and they could come with their CVs. And I remember suddenly realizing that this wasn't a looking at supply and demand and, and looking at the different buckets and where could we fill it and are we going to get to 90% or 110%. This was somebody coming in with a CV, you know, beaten suit and, and, and downtrodden look, but a bit hopeful. And I thought some of these people are going to walk out of here today and they're going to be able to go home and it says, it looks like I've got a job. And that is just going to change this guy's month, year, his family, you know, everything. That whole mood is going to change. When you suddenly looked at it like that, it, it very quickly moved away from being a, a matching exercise and a number exercise. And immediately I thought, how, how could we make that feeling actually come alive? So instead of saying, oh, this is how many views you had on your job. You know, I love the idea and it didn't work in the end of sales reps getting postcards from people who got a job at the company where, where their advert had done. So if you had a, if you'd sold a contract to IBM, you're just sitting there thinking, great, I've sold X, X, X number of credits or whatever to IBM. Imagine the impact that would be is if you got a postcard through on Monday morning saying, hey, I applied to the IBM job through your platform and I got the job. Thank you. was signed with someone's real name. That connection to a bigger light bulb would make hitting your target so much more interesting, important. Yeah, that momentum and grit and, and determination would be there because even if you weren't hitting your number so degree, you'd still know you were making a difference. But knowing you were making a difference would make it easier to hit your number. Yeah, I, I, I vividly remember that jolt of seeing, realising that this was a, these were real people with real jobs, not just numbers. And that is the purpose in what you do. And, and a purpose is, is what's bigger than all it takes to do it. Yes. And it's bigger than anything. And when you get anybody thinking, I'm doing the boring bits, those are the bits they haven't yet connected to the purpose. Because once you've connected to the purpose, it's not boring anymore. It's absolutely essential. That's a good one. So if it's boring, you haven't connected it to the purpose because if you did then you'd understand this is essential that's yeah that's good which is why i sat and sent over six thousand individual emails over the past weekend or so because the system hasn't up and running to do that because it's essential but if i had to continually for those many hours and remind my family um, of the purpose because it just looked like i was sitting tapping out emails a worse one, I mean, is, 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 is cleaning nappies. There's absolutely nothing enjoyable about it, apart from the fact that you know what that bigger purpose is, which is really clear, that, that screaming, beautiful baby, isn't it? I know maybe that's a trite example, but it just feels that you don't mind doing that horrible, you know, the, the, the literally the shitty tasks because it's linked to a bigger purpose and all you're thinking about is yeah. how amazing and, and, this is. And you go through that, I mean... My boys are 23 and 21 now. Um, unfortunately, we, we don't have to do that anymore. I, I think it's more likely they'll have to do that for me in not too many years. Um, however, um, the, I look at my boys just now and when things don't go to plan for them, and a lot of the times it's more difficult to watch things not going to plan for them than things not going to plan for yourself because you'll just deal with it. But you're looking at things not always going to plan for them and you really want to change it, but you know that that can have purpose. That can be what they need to learn. That can be what they need to experience. That can be what they need to overcome for them to be ready for the bigger things in life. And, and it's a continual thing. And it's having that. That's where your resilience, your sense of perspective, that positive purpose comes into your mind. And it's, but it's important that it's yours. And as a, and as a, as, as a small thing that I've, I've been experiencing since the launch Coach Pro and the online platform, that's something that will never be finished. It's something that's always going to evolve. So you, you look at others, other platforms that are already further down the line, you know, and, and, and you look and you think, oh, I wish it looked like that, or I wish it did this, or, and you look at what other people are doing. 
And if you have no sense of purpose, all you would do is eclectically tag together what everybody else is doing and you're going to create some kind of Frankenstein's monster. But when you then connect to your sense of purpose of what it is you're trying to do, then you can take guidance from what everyone else is doing to create yours rather than another version of someone else's because that's just a jacket that looked better on someone else. Let's stop there. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> that's great, isn't it? Oh, that's great. As always, a lot of ground's covered in that episode, which isn't surprising. I mean, purpose is a huge topic and we've only really touched the surface. But I would give some interesting food for thought. Let us know your feedback. If there's any questions, if there's any thoughts, please do get in contact with us. In the meantime, somebody else who's covering a lot of ground, our Belgian runner, go, go, go. Till next time. Everyone.